are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, aka producer, by the way, or producer BTW on Twitter, and Danny Danny Goots right here. What's up, everybody? At D Gutierrez eighty four. If you feel so inclined to follow me on Twitter, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Yeah. Happy. Happy, busy, busy, and happy. Everything's been going pretty well. It's a good day. Yeah. So welcome to another uh, Block News special. We have Naomi Brockwell with us, which I'm really excited. I'll introduce her in a, in a few minutes here. I just want to let everyone know to go to thecoinboys.com. Uh, you can find three outlets. We have iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And just click a button, go to the outlet you'd like to listen to, uh, and enjoy a lot of our older episodes and new. And we want to welcome new listeners and, and old alike. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, guys. So, Naomi, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, that was a nice That little, was a nice jingle. I liked it. The, the jingle. <laughs> that was awesome. Perfect timing. So, that was, that was my phone, which is now on silent. Oh, and that was a great that start. That was so beautiful. I was like, oh my God, she's magical. <laughs> she, when she appears, there are chimes. <laughs> and angels sing. It's like, nope, it's a phone alarm. Yeah. Uh, you have your own <laughs> intro jingle. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> You're the first guest to have one. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much. So, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, I've seen a lot of your stuff, and I love the work you do in the crypto space. And just for a lot of people that might not know about what you do, I'd love right off the bat to just kind of describe what you do in the crypto space. Sure thing. Uh, so I have a tech channel on YouTube and I mainly focus on blockchain tech. And I MC about 20 blockchain conferences a year all over the world. Um, for all kinds of different organizations. I actually, I just got back from New Zealand uh, a couple of days ago, actually. I was, I was doing Blockchain South down there, which was phenomenal. It's the most beautiful landscape you've ever seen in your life. So I had a, had a great time at that one. Um, and I've, I've written a children's book about uh, Bitcoin. Basically, I see my role in Bitcoin as just educating people about it. Uh, when I first got involved, Really, all the mainstream, well, when I first got involved, the mainstream media wasn't talking about it at all. And eventually, when they did start talking about it, it was all about, you know, the people who were buying drugs and doing the various things. The fun stuff. All that. So, um, I I mean, I saw this as this revolutionary technology that was really going to change the financial infrastructure of the world and all kinds of different industries. So, I wanted to let people know about how this technology could give people back their freedom, that it was you know a tool for good and not just these nefarious purposes that the mainstream media was talking about so that's how i really got involved that's amazing first off i love that you wrote a child's book a children's yeah. book yeah it's, wow what's <laughs> that's called? a task what's the title it's a it's called billy's bitcoin it's, oh a, it's a story about a kid who gets his lunch money stolen uh by this bully and then his uh, dad gives him this new coin and the bully can't access it uh, can't get his money. Kind of, you can see it. You can refer to it as sort of this parable, uh, you know, for, <laughs> for people wow. who don't don't have their money in a in a safe place right and, now. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fun fun story for kids. Yeah, different use case for Bitcoin. Anti bullying. I like it. <laughs> anti bullying. Well, I mean, why aren't we all being bullied right exactly. now by the Federal Reserve? Yes. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is that I know that you know, obviously, crypto hasn't been here forever, and I know you kind of did some stuff in entertainment before or you do currently and have before crypto. Can you share like kind of what you did before crypto and stuff? And actually where you're from as well. Sure, so I'm from, from Australia originally. Uh, when I was at, at college, I actually started out studying economics um, and then just really didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> um, in fact, hated that. And then 
Yeah, I then went and did two performance degrees, a degree in acting and a degree in classical music. I moved to the States. And when I moved to the States, I um, I actually became friends with the economics editor of, of Barron's, Gene Epstein, who uh, sort of took me under his wing as like my economics mentor. And then I just went straight back into economics, but Austrian economics and learning about you know, competing currencies, uh, reading a lot of Hayek and Mises and Rothbard. And that was what sparked my interest in cryptocurrency. So around that time, uh, a lot of my friends who were in, you know, moved in similar circles were getting into Bitcoin. A lot of them came straight out of, you know, math, um, like PhDs. And, and so they're, they're geeking out over this new tech that no one had ever heard of. And so they kind of pulled me into it. And uh, I just loved the idea of this currency that couldn't be controlled by a government or couldn't be um you know, frozen in your bank account, couldn't be taken out of your bank account. There was all this stuff happening in Poland and in, in Cyprus. And uh, I just really loved this, uh, the, the potential for freedom that this new tool offered. So it kind of, I went from, from performance, well, went from economics to performance, back into economics and then full blown into the into the blockchain space. And and from there, I, um, I, I've made a lot of, of films about cryptocurrency, some of them short films, some of them feature documentaries and things i'm currently producing a television series called hard fork which is a sci-fi thriller about this um this future world where where this totalitarian government sort of has has its uh fingers and everything and um and <laughs> that's amazing of, well just kind of like i mean they're, they're tapped into everything everything's on the centralized blockchain right so they're tapped into your thought patterns they're tapped into your medical records they're tapped into your bank accounts there's really nothing you can do <laughs> without being tracked sort of like an Orwellian uh, nightmare. And um, so this group of, of decentralizers come along and they they try to break apart this this system that's holding everything together. So it's uh, it's all about like blo- the, the potential uses for, for blockchain tech. And uh, it's like it's like an $18 million series we're putting together. Yay. So it's a big project. We've got some awesome people involved. Um, really, really, really cool people. Um, so yeah, our director's uh, an alumni from Sundance, and our um, our lead actor is uh, he's in LA at the moment on a on a new series. But he was in Ozark oh, and True nice. Detective. Oh, nice! We'll we'll yeah, gladly so interview good. him when you guys are Wait, ready who, to, to launch. Do series. you know the character from Ozark by chance, or no? He was that brother. You know the the guy. Well, I can't give away. Okay, I'm sorry. I love that it. show. That's like, why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so good. That's, anyway, he's the redhead, Christopher James Baker. He's absolutely awesome really awesome, awesome that's, that's freaking exciting because i told you off the show that we're we're involved in entertainment um i worked in reality tv for 10 years yeah, the fact that you're doing a scripted show i think that's great with cryptocurrency is definitely a task uh i wish you good luck and i'm excited to definitely watch it so i'm guessing you're a big sci-fi fan then oh i love sci-fi that's, absolutely love have it. you watched the expanse yet uh, you know what? I started watching The Expanse because everyone was getting into it and then I had to do so much travel that I just kind of let it go. And it's one of those shows where you kind of want to be like keeping up with yeah. it and keeping your head in that space. Yeah. So I let it go too long. So maybe I'll give it another go when I have a bit more time in, in one place. I highly recommend it. And it's funny, there's a comparison between Bitcoin and that. If, when, I, when you tell someone to watch The Expanse, they'll never watch it. It's like trying to tell people to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> it's uh, It was very similar, but now the show's doing really well, got picked up by Amazon. So I'm excited. Yeah, well, no. Um, so <laughs> Peter Todd, actually, he told me that it's it's a show where 
they really get all the physics right. And for that reason alone, you, wow. you know, the way that particles move in space and all that. And I was like, oh, you know, this comes highly recommended. So I, I started it and I was really enjoying it. So I do need to give that another go. All right. Yeah, definitely do. Cause and I need to give it a first run. <laughs> <laughs> and he's true. never told me about this show. I'm, I'm an early adopter <laughs> in, uh, in the expanse. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on to uh, thanks for sharing everything with us, uh, Naomi. Really appreciate it. Um, excited about all the stuff you're doing in the space. And we're excited to have you kind of join us on our news segment, which is called Block News. All right. So Daniel has something he wants to talk about. It's called Gotenna and uh, the Samurai Wallet. Yes. Na Naomi, have okay. you heard of Samurai, samurai Wallet or Gotenna? What? Yeah, and I know Gotenna very well too. Okay, good, because I did not do too much research on them. I just found everything to be fascinating. Uh, so this company called Gotenna, which makes mesh networking uh, devices, which we'll get into in a moment, but they teamed up with Samurai Wallet uh, to create uh, Textenna, T-X-T-E-N-N-A, and they are going to be able to send Bitcoin without using the internet. Oh. Yeah, one of my one of my best friends actually works for Go Tennis, so I've been following them for years now. Uh, really, really interesting company. So awesome. So, um, so how do they do that? Yeah, <laughs> are you able to explain <laughs> to the people because I can explain it, but I've just learned what it is. Can you tell us a little bit like what mesh networking <laughs> is? Oh gosh, no. I mean, it <laughs> probably shows that I'm a terrible friend then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, just... If I can't, but basically, I mean, it's a device that. Um, that allows you to set up a, a mesh internet network. So I, they were using them. I, I was chatting to um, Brian at, at Porkfest about he has some GoTenna devices there as well, and he'd actually used them to route the internet connection across the whole campsite. Um, it's, it's a funny thing that happens at Porkfest where people exclusively accept cryptocurrency, but the internet and reception is terrible there. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's a little bit of a problem. So this year they actually had these GoTenna devices, um, and so internet that was was a lot better but um yeah it's this really interesting device that's used by you know a lot of preppers or a lot of hikers or um people who may want access uh to the internet and who can't get it through conventional methods and my understanding is they're now working on integrating uh the ability to send bitcoin transactions receive bitcoin transactions uh using these uh analog devices so pretty pretty cool i, I like i like the idea of it yeah and just for those who don't know what a mesh network device is basically you have your wireless routers you also have your phones that can connect to each other but not necessarily to the internet unless that device specifically is or, or they tap into a device that's plugged into the internet. So the, the theory behind a mesh network versus the internet is that um, there's no more ISPs. If the entire world just kind of connected with each other and eventually got uh, your query or question to the correct server or got you to the correct uh, server so you can download whatever you want to do, you can completely bypass the internet as long as you have constant connection to that thing you're trying to connect to. This um, is like a new internet. That's what they're trying to kinda do. Kind of like Silicon Valley kind of thing going so, on. So, yeah, that's exactly what's try trying to go on. They're going from the inside out. But, um, no, they're, so they're trying to completely bypass the thing and, and create a whole entire global network of devices that are just connected to each other. And the sweet thing about a mesh network is that if, you, if one of them goes down, much like how in the blockchain, if one piece of the blockchain kind of goes down, you can find another connection around so you, you can make sure you 
you get the correct information sent across. There's like several different ways of getting getting that information. So if your router goes like the example that I have is if you're on the internet and your the your router can no longer connect to the internet, that router can connect to another router that is connected to the internet. Kind of so on and so forth. There's um there's a company called Skycoin and a few others NKNU some new network took I forgot what it was. Uh, have you heard of any of these, Naomi? Uh yeah, I mean I haven't looked into any particularly um but it's yeah I, i'm definitely looking into samurai uh wallet at the moment just because they're working with go tenor so that's that's all i the, the only exposure that i've had to them I, I don't really know too much about these these coins either i didn't really dig too deep in them either but the, but there are well, i mean samurai sort of lords itself as like the most private and anonymous bitcoin wallet i i don't have i mean i haven't looked into it too closely so i can't verify that or i, I can't send people to reviews that have looked into it but it's definitely something that's on my list uh because i'm always interested in things that promote privacy and and the ability to keep you know financial autonomy and uh, financial privacy which is nuts it's great i think that that, that, that this is going to be awesome but i wanted to ask everybody how do you guys feel about you know having a future of just connected devices without without any internet Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I, I did an interview with, um, with Colin Cantrell from Nexus uh, a few months ago, actually at the Libertarian National Convention. And, um, we were chatting about his project where they want to send up satellites into space. So, I mean, the issue with internet at the moment is that where all our signals are being relayed through big hubs that are controlled, you know, by certain special interests. And what happens when you have these central focal points is government can apply pressure to these focal points. They can, um, you know, get information from these companies if the companies themselves want to keep information from users private. I mean, there's a lot that can happen when you have, um, like, large, large companies sort of routing all of your data through them so what nexus is trying to do is actually send <laughs> it's like a rocket they're, they're partnering with the, this um, rocket company founded by one of the people from from spacex where you can send your own rockets into space and your own satellites into space to really create a uh, a decentralized internet in a way that we haven't experienced before so i love the idea of reworking the internet you know when the internet started it just kind of bloomed and then we already had this infrastructure that everyone's building upon and you you know once you had that network effect it's hard to improve upon it because everyone's already using the existing system but now we've gone to the stage where people really see the value of having things that have uh, you know having a system that has more autonomy um and you have more control over it so i think we're going to see a lot of innovation in that space a lot of different ways that people could be connecting to the internet uh keeping their their privacy and that that sort of thing so that's one of the projects i'm very interested in right now yeah i think uh so I think it's really interesting. I'm like, my mind is blowing up because I'm like, I'm imagining satellite stores in the future where you could buy your <laughs> own know, satellite. Right? And I'm like walking out of my living room. Oh, I'm going to just throw this up into what space. Pink it's, or green? That's, but that's, that's <laughs> really not that cool, far off. Kinda. That's not that far off from what they want to do. Google is kind of trying to do that <laughs> with their Google Fiber and just kind right. of having that uh, balloon up in the air. It's like a big to, balloon. To own your own satellite. That's really interesting. It's insane. And now the other half is when it comes down to blockchain, not only do I am I for this just for the obvious reasons of that I hate internet service providers. They're all fucking awful. But the the real reason why I'm excited is because the goal of Bitcoin, the goal of all this was to bank the bankless as well. That's one of the goals. And it's useless 
Bitcoin is useless to them unless they have some sort of internet access. And this can give people who don't have that access, access, which absolutely. is absolutely necessary. So it, not only am I hoping that it works, it has to work in order for us to do what we want to do, which is kind of change the world, which is huge, <laughs> unless I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. This is really interesting. I'm, I've, you know, this is kind of like the first time I'm hearing about it too. So I'm really, I'm really intrigued. Yeah. Once I read that article, I had to figure out I'm like, what's a mesh network? Because I almost bought one. The, the problem with the mesh network right now, though, security-wise, when I did it, when I was doing research, is that it's easily hacked. <laughs> and like, if you, if it, if they hack your just your network, that's one thing. But if you, if you can hack the entire globe in one shot, that's a huge, huge problem that needs to be fixed. Which blockchain essentially could help fix. Um, if they can, if they have consensus uh, over, if they if they work out some sort of consensus algorithm uh, over the internet, yeah. so we're hoping for it. Cross fingers, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> I actually I did a um, an interview. So uh, recently, I was at the Free Coast Festival uh, in in New Hampshire, and that was that was really fun. But I got to chat to a bunch of interesting people. One of the people there is an expert in. Um, in mesh networks and so uh his name is uh patrick binder and so he works a lot in mesh networks so if anyone wants to check out that he gives like a a great overview of all the different types that exist right now and and the benefits of using that sort of thing so i think that the name of the video is just live from the free coast festival if you wanted to to take a look at that but patrick patrick is great patrick binder he's the one who set up the mesh network at, at porkfest so um yeah great resource for for that sort of information that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out because that was just intriguing to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> moving on to uh, one more topic, uh, Daniel wanted to bring to the table, and that's uh, Forbes and Civil. Okay, so Forbes just announced that they are going to be attaching themselves to the Civil blockchain. Uh, really quickly, the Civil blockchain. What they're trying to do is uh, bring news to the blockchain, so a news agency like Forbes can connect themselves to the blockchain and um, from my understanding, if you write an article, uh, a piece of that, for every person that reads it, a little piece goes to you. So you get a few cents every time somebody reads your article. So that kind of brings fair market value to your article, brings you uh, some sort of income that you can that writers tend to need, especially bloggers. Um, and it will, uh, and it will also allow you to challenge different news sites so if you think that this news site is completely not following the guidelines set forth by whatever the whatever they choose the guidelines to be you can challenge it um which i feel the idea would be to get rid of fake news or poisonous news i guess um so to speak through through the government function of blockchain so they you put up some of your money say this new site is awful it's nothing but lies it's nothing but whatever and it does not follow the guidelines so you put it up to vote everybody then checks out the website verifies it and votes whether or not it needs to be removed i mean i'm i have mixed feelings about that mm-hmm. yeah. um because i get i mean i i i have a lot of different people on my feeds from all sorts of political backgrounds and it's amazing how quickly people are to use the words like fake news or scam mm-hmm. or you know these things which clearly aren't they're just things that they disagree with um so Correct. there's a fine line between having something that you disagree with or perhaps being uninformed about something but having a vociferously strong opinion about said thing that you're uninformed about um so i do worry about that mob mentality of if i can get enough people to vote my way then you know i can censor other people 
Uh, that being said, you know, if, if, a, if a platform wants to implement that sort of thing on their private platform, I think that would be an interesting experiment. I'd like to see how that works out and whether, it's, uh, whether it is a viable solution because at the same time, you do see a lot of trash out there. You see misinformation all the time. Um, you see shitty journalism. Um, and if it's a solution, great. I'm just a little bit uh, cautious about that sort of thing. So is yeah. it very Steam style with but for through the Forbes channel? Like it's not through Forbes. So Forbes would put no, their no. stuff onto the blockchain. It's their, uh, onto the civic. Their product civic. is going to be on that blockchain. Yes, and it's not that they're it's not that they're going to do away with advertising or anything like that. Every publication can still make money off of advertising the way they choose to to make the money off of it. What this does is it puts every article up on the blockchain, uh, so that way they can definitely re-reference it and go back to it, and also. Uh, and it also has a smart contract attached to it to help the writers and g distribute the funds properly for the site. And for well, the I love that idea. I yes, love the yes. idea of having money like directly go back into the, the accounts. Like the, the problem with a lot of the back end funding that you get from whether it's publishing or whether it's film distribution is that it's so opaque and you have no idea, um, no way of actually um, – like finding out or seeing the books like how much money was actually being made from this am i getting the correct percentage what i was promised from this um there, there are so many ways to skew the the data on the back end that a lot of these companies often do do that so if money can be immediately split at the point of viewing like as soon as someone views an article and um you know that that the writer immediately gets a contribution from that. I think that's really exciting. And that's, um, I mean, we see that, that sort of, of content sharing and support for creators permeating the entire ecosystem right now. Lots of different blockchain uh, platforms exploring that. And I think that's a revolution. That's really exciting for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Andy and I are completely for funding content creators for because they do work. We've all, we all create our own content. We want to be paid properly for it. And, uh, what they what some of you don't realize out there is sometimes people will do a YouTube video or they will do something where they, it is a paid thing and they're very forward about that it is an advertised situation. But what they don't know is behind the scenes they could be getting screwed over by that company very easily. They they a lot of these content creators get a runaround when they're yeah. when, um, when they're trying to collect money. So this also kind of guarantees something if I understand what the civil is trying to do. So I have to be I have to clarify on that one because. That yeah. was from my understanding of it. If that's not what civil does, well, that's the, um, what I'm definitely proposing is the blockchain could do that. So it may not be civil that does it. Maybe something else in the future that does that if, if civil that doesn't do it. But I really feel that this is the direction that content creation should go. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we looked at Steam. Steam, I actually think Steam is cool. There's still a lot of bugs and things they really got to figure out to make it work smoothly. But they're... They're rewarding people, you know. I mean, I, I use Steam and a bunch of other platforms. Like I use Memo.cash, I use Minds, I use Yours.org, I use BitChute. So, you know, I, I try and post my content on, on all of these platforms, if not just to try it out and then encourage other content Definitely. creators with things that I found work. Um, and I found that, I mean, Steam by far is is um, is the best one yeah. that I found at the moment, just in terms of exposure, uh, the number of people who, who see the articles on there. But the other, I mean, it's the oldest one as well yep. um, out of those that I mentioned. So it, it is going to be interesting to see as 
as the different platforms bloom and and mature um and more people go to them like as their network expands i i'm really excited about having competition in that space uh because as you said i mean there are lots of bugs with steam i still love it um but it'll be nice to see people keeping them on their toes and competition in the marketplace just making everyone up their game and um and creating better products yeah, as of right now just because you've used a lot of them I, I um and i've heard of the ones that you have mentioned of the ones that you've used, which one do you think as so far has like the leg up? It's a good question. There are some really pretty websites. I mean, you can, can you compare it to something like memo.cash where you go on and it's just like bare bones <laughs> um, website that's kind of ugly but super functional and works more kind of like Twitter. Everything is like only a few characters. Um, so your posts are really, really short. Obviously, everything's going to post it to the blockchain so they don't want to you know, take up a bunch of room there. Um, so I, I, I find different uses for different platforms. I love the look of Minds. Um, it's very well laid out, very clean. I do get a bit confused when you start going to like the token or the wallet page and there are all these different kinds of tokens there and you don't really know what's going on and then it's like, oh, clean things. And So that's a bit hard to figure out, take some time. Um, I think that yours.org, I mean, it's slow, but again, very pretty. And actually it's down at the moment. So this morning I logged onto that and, uh, and couldn't access it. But I do, I do like that site in general. Um, and BitChute was like the easiest thing for me to get onto because literally they just tweeted at me and was like, hey, we can mirror your entire YouTube channel. You don't have to do anything. Every video you upload onto YouTube will automatically be uploaded onto ours. That's crazy. And uh, you don't have to worry That's about it. Cool. So if your account gets shut down, all of your videos are preserved and you can start building a network here. So I've been doing that ever since they um, tweeted me maybe a year, a year and a half ago. And that's been working great. Um, library io is another one that i've checked out it's uh it's in early stages and a little bit cumbersome to use at the moment um a little bit confusing but their customer support is awesome so if you are confused um then you could just tweet at them or go on discord and they're really really responsive there so what they lack in current usability i think they make up for in the support that they give you and they kind of go oh you're above and beyond with that which is really nice yeah i want to say that i i think you know i actually introduced daniel to steam it uh, actually, and he created a Coinboys account and, and lost the keys, but that's okay. <laughs> I have I have mine, and I would post on there. There was something called D Sound, which was like SoundCloud for um, you know for basically decentralization, but through the blockchain, the Steam blockchain. Um, so mm -hmm. I actually do think Steam is leading the way, and and if you understand the differences between their tokens and how they work. Uh, you can benefit using it, and and it's a shared thing. Like you can actually give people. It's utility. It's working. So that's what I love the most about it. You know, and it, it's it has yeah, it has sure. proven itself, and it's got a long way to go. But they they're work. It's a working utility, and that's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's working. You know, um, when people say like, "Oh, this is dumb. This is a stupid platform." Well, I'm putting my content up there every day, and I'm making money for it. It's not it's not that stupid. I'm literally benefiting off someone else creating this site, uh, and I get tremendous value from it myself. So regardless of what all the, the haters say, I think that it's um, it's a great resource and I'm excited to see where it's going to go in the future. I'm excited for the fact that we no longer have to bend to the yield of whatever YouTube says in terms of profit share and how many likes and things that you get. It's Oh, awful. yeah. I, I don't make anything on YouTube. It's, um, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's so different. <laughs> and, you are, and you put up wonderful content. Uh, I've seen... I've I seen uh, it's, seriously, it's astounding. And, and yet... You know, 
just because you know the of whatever parameters that they they want you don't get your share of you don't get your cut even though i'm certain that there's commercials added to it somewhere oh i'm sure <laughs> to round out block news we want to ask you kind of a topical question and if uh Naomi, did you ever invest in a project you had a lot of passion behind and it just didn't see the light of day or it didn't finish or it failed or it bottomed out? Um, just wanted to see if there was any kind of experience you can you can share to us. So I, I actually was an investor in Neo and B back in was it the end of 2013, start of 2014. And, um, and then Danny Brewster just like disappeared and ran off with everyone's oh, money. It was like an intermediary uh, that was trying to take the, take the friction out of uh, Bitcoin purchases. So, you know, like a bank card that you could use at any any store. It, it just seemed like it would be a great tool for mass adoption. And that was a, at a stage where everyone was getting really hyped about, um, about Bitcoin. And it, I just thought, you know, it, it seemed so promising. And it just goes to show you that you really got to do your research about these things because there are a lot of things out there that seem promising and they're just not. And a lot of them are run by scam artists. So um, you need to be very careful with where you put your money and it doesn't matter if someone has like a really nice intro video. Like I, I vaguely remember the Neon B um, video, like the, the explanatory video for mm -hmm. how it would work. And I remember thinking like, I think it was like this animation. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, this is really well done. It looks really professional like you you got to realize that the hallmark of a scam artist is they they do look professional and that doesn't mean that they're not scam artists so uh i've just been really careful since then and it was i luckily i didn't invest too much because i didn't have much to invest um so i didn't lose too much but it was still eye-opening and it just made me be more careful uh with investments especially when the ico um oh, wave God. hit oh, and yeah. there are all these projects out scary. there who are promising the world yeah they're saying like oh we're gonna save your you know your children <laughs> from I don't know what they were promising, but they seem to be promising the world, right? And you're like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. If only that could happen. And um, and a lot of my friends have been really duped by some of these ICOs, and they'll write to me and say, like, oh, Naomi, I've been looking into this thing. It looks really cool. And I just have to kind of say to them, take it take uh, slow steps backwards step away from the ico don't don't do it <laughs> like you know you just gotta you gotta be careful out there a lot of great projects and a lot of really crummy ones well i just had i just had a quick question is there anything because i have not been or i have not invested in enough project i've learned about a lot of them but i didn't have the opportunity to invest in in the ones that i probably would have had the same situation as you but but um was there any s signs that you should have uh, seen or, or just didn't catch this time about about its failure or it... you know what I just didn't do the research I just went on the advice of of you know some people who had mentioned like oh this is interesting look into this and I just kind of went straight Got into it. it and uh, you should always do your own research and if you're not comfortable with it if you feel like you don't quite understand it or you feel like you don't have enough information don't just trust the people around you even if they are trustworthy even if they mean mean well you need to do your own research and start to trust your own mind when you're you're putting your money on the line yeah I did the same exact thing with a uh, with uh, Navcoin. I had just jumped into it because I saw the price was moving. I thought the price would go up and I thought I'd make some money off of it. And then I realized that it was moving because the guy had died and they delisted it and all this other stuff. The guy who was running it had died and it was so strange. But uh, I did not do my own research that day. 
Well, I mean, Navcoin is interesting as well. I actually, I want to um, uh, interview the guy who, who now oh, runs good. that. Oh, good, it got picked back up. Because um, I don't, I, it, 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 is, um, it is interesting, but again, I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to discount it right off the bat. But that was, that, this was like two years ago, so if somebody picked it back up, that's a whole different situation. Right, right. But it, it didn't seem yeah, scary yeah. at the time. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Naomi, I have a question. How long have you been living in America? Uh, for eight years. Could you just give me like an example of, you know, you're coming from outside the country. What do you think of America's perspective of cryptocurrency? Um, I think it's ahead of everyone else's, uh, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the early people who got involved really do come from a um, philosophical grounding of believing in freedom foremost and believing in privacy. Um, you don't necessarily see that in other countries. Like I'll go back to Australia and um, it's just a, a, the movement's a lot newer there and people kind of got involved not right off the backs of the cyberpunk movement but right off the backs of this just went to the moon and you know so it's a very different ethos i think guiding people um and it changes completely again when you go to places in um eastern europe for example i've done a lot of conferences there where you know they're looking at oh well we've got a really corrupt government how do we get freedom back from that or if you look in venezuela what's happening in crypto there uh and they actually they've actually got a government backed crypto the petro um but you know people there are actually using cryptocurrency as a lifeline because the government's completely destroyed uh the fiat currency there so um I mean, it's it's fascinating seeing all the different perspectives across the world and what different people bring. Like, um, you know, Australia has a very different perspective right now. New Zealand has a very different perspective uh, to America. I I really like uh, the sort of old school movement in America. Um, like being a libertarian, I I really enjoy being surrounded by people who just believe in the the freedom that this money can give people. I think that most important to me um but i also think it's super valuable seeing what other countries are that what perspective they're bringing to the table and they're focusing on um you know providing banking solutions across all the world uh you know providing uh you know better better ways for to do things so that you can help more people um i think all of it's super valuable so it's i think it's great that different countries have different perspectives that's really great and uh one question what is the deal with vegemite and what is it exactly (laughs) i just need to know i think this is a really important question uh for crypto (laughs) And I'm happy to speak about that. So Vegemite is um, is a gift from the gods. Wow. And the world's greatest food that has ever been I feel created. you're trolling everyone right now. I, no, no. I feel like you guys just need some <laughs> eye-opening. I want to try it. I never tried to it. this wondrous godly food. Uh, so Vegemite, I mean, it's so funny. Everyone kind of, when you expose them to it, they're like, oh, I'm going to eat a spoonful of this like I would Nutella. It's like, no. Oh, don't oh, do it it's not nutella um and they just put way too much on whatever they're eating it's um it's not a taste a lot of people are used to uh, but i found that a lot of japanese people really like it because they're used to that sort of miso uh, and soy um type flavors and things that are really salty in a way that uh other countries aren't or other palates aren't mm-hmm. used to so um so that's been like it, generally people will hate it if they're not from australia but i found a lot of japanese people have liked it so that's been cool uh, i adore it i i just eat that for breakfast lunch and sometimes dinner <laughs> and um i haven't it's, tried it's it, very so salty I am, and i'm biased and I'm, i totally want to try i'm it. willing to try Listen, it only put a tiny 
only put a tiny bit on. Like if you're going to put it on bread, then put butter on there or margarine or whatever you use and then just put a little bit of Vegemite. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's really great, guys. That's I love awesome. it. I mean, I'll, I'll try it. But I think that it was invented because somebody left a jar of something outside and that created oh, Vegemite. You're terrible. <laughs> but I'll try it. It <laughs> looks that way. Oh, but I'm pretty it. sure it tastes very delicious. Yeah. It's just really salty, concentrated yeast extract that has a lot of uh, vitamin B in it. So also great for vegetarians. Um, but I think it it's delicious. Me sometimes how people think of what foods, like how, how some foods got to be created and invented. <laughs> like whoever looked at a pineapple yeah. and was like, you know, I, I'm going to cut open that thing that's really hard to cut open yeah. and it looks really scary it's and gonna, dangerous. And I'm yeah, gonna it's going to take it, me a long time, you know? but you know what? I think something good is inside this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, honestly, like, thanks for answering that because, like, I I'm curious about it. I like I like different types of foods, and we've interviewed a lot of people from a lot of different countries, so we appreciate it. You're our first Australian, so I had to ask. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad I could provide that yes. pivotal, important uh, <laughs> perspective on Vegemite. <laughs> but uh, actually, we're gonna not let you leave until you play another fun part of the show which is uh shitcoin or pokemon daniel would want to take over it's a very very simple rule so the rules are uh basically we ask you 14 words and it's either a shitcoin or pokemon it's literally one word <laughs> so the, to win though it has to be 14 right no one has gotten 14 but there's a bragging rights for who's had the most and uh bitcoin bella has 12 which is really oh, wow. good and then I mean, she's great. I can't, I can't well, beat her. I mean, she has well, her stuff. Well, regardless, there's a whole list of people. And the next down, I think, is 10 or 11. So, um, Guys, I'm going to do really badly at this. I'm just warning you right now. I mean, I played when Pokemon Go came out. I was, I mean, I was traipsing all over New York City trying to, like, collect as many of these characters as I could. Like, I was really into it. But that's the first time I've ever been into it. That wasn't my exposure to Pokemon. So I just feel like I don't have the fundamental, important understanding to, to do well here. But I'll give it my best shot. I'll give okay. it a crack. Oh, don't worry, Naomi. This is the announcer, man, here telling you <laughs> that it's very easy. And are you ready to play Shitcoin or Pokemon? I absolutely right, am. Thank you. Okay, simple rules. You tell me if it is a shitcoin or a Pokemon. First up, <laughs> Tracto. Um, Pokemon. Shitcoin. Shit. <laughs> cream. Cream? Yes, cream. Uh, Pokemon. Shitcoin. Oh, God, there are a lot of shitcoins. <laughs> Plusle. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yes, one. Yes, I got one. <laughs> got one. Viuli. Viuli? Viuli. Uh, Pokemon. Shitcoin. God damn Ampharos. Say that again, Danny. Shitcoin. Pokemon. God damn it! <laughs> Apom. Um, Pokemon. Correct. Two. Lunatone. Shitcoin. Pokemon. Oh, God. V-Sync. Uh, Shitcoin. Shitcoin. Three right, yes. <laughs> Atmos. Uh, Shitcoin. Shitcoin. That's four. Yay! That's four. Metagross. Pokemon. Pokemon. That's five. Yes. Blitzel. Uh, 
Pokemon. Pokemon. Yes. Six. Espers. Shitcoin. Correct. Let's say. Cascoon. What was that one? Cascoon. Cascoon. Shitcoin. Pokemon. Oh. And last <laughs> one is Proxius. Um, Pokemon. Shitcoin. Though, oh, no. that's seven. <laughs> you're definitely not the worst, and you're kind of ahead of the middle. You're definitely not the worst. You're definitely not the best, but you did play <laughs> Shitcoin or Pokemon. I definitely did participate. That is one thing I could say about my participation. It happened. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Naomi, for being a good sport about that one. It's a fun game that we like to play with our guests who uh, who come with us I on Block News. Also, it's an example of doing your research because you never know. It you could be a Shitcoin or a Pokemon. <laughs> you, and isn't it amazing it is. how many shitcoins there are out there that sound like they could be Pokemon? <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's really, it's really great. But we want to thank you so much for joining us today on the show. And uh, I'd love to open the, the floor for you just to share where people can find your content. Yeah, so you can come to my YouTube channel. It's Naomi Brockwell TV. Or you can find me on Twitter, Naomi Brockwell. And you can check out the TV show uh, that I'm producing at hardforkentertainment.io. Nice. Thank you. If you could stay on the line, we're going to be saying goodbye to everybody at this point. Yeah, so I want to thank everyone for joining. New people, old alike, but check out thecoinboys.com. There's three buttons. It's really simple. There's iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, whichever you prefer. Uh, we also have some new blogs going up, and there's a few available. We'll make an announcement uh, in a few days. Until then, I'm Andy. And I'm Daniel, and we hope you had a good time today, folks. Yeah, and thanks, Naomi, as well. Thanks so much for having me.